0: to Wake Up and Read the Labels, your guide to eating simple and feeling good. If you want to eat clean and feel your best, guess what? You're in the right place. Each week, we talk about ingredients that may be holding you back from feeling your best. We also talk to some brands that are going against the grain and actually using real ingredients we can recognize. Plus, we're sharing stories with people who are just like you, who actually woke up And read the labels. Welcome to Wake Up and Read the Labels podcast. My name is Jen Smiley, and I'm so excited to have you today because I always say your kids don't listen to what you say. But they do listen to what you do. So what you're bringing into the house, you starting a clean eating journey has ripple effects on how your kids view um, food and how they bring good food into their life, but mostly understand how good food actually makes them feel good. So I'm going to be welcoming Haley Scheich, who's the co-founder of Superhero Food. She's always been striving to educate herself more and more when it comes to food. She's read books and articles and even started nutrition school, which we will definitely be diving into, but she ended up changing her diet, trying to figure out how she could feel her best. And then she shares this legacy with her son, hence the seed for the Superhero Foods book, which is on my shelf in my kid's room, was born. So welcome, Haley. I'm so happy to have you here.
1: Thanks so much, Jen. It was a great introduction. I appreciate all the nice things. Super happy to be here. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Okay, and I know right before we started, I said, "Hey, how do you pronounce your last name?" Right, Haley, or your first name's Haley. Then it's Shike. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, I got that right. You got it. But then you told me your husband helped write the book, and you gave me his name, and I said, "I'm going to let you take care of that." So why don't you mention that?
1: Yeah. So my husband, Tark Pasha, also um, he co-authored the book.
0: Awesome. Okay. Well, let's dive in. Yeah. Tell us really like what do you do? I see you wrote a book, but. Go ahead and let me know.
1: Yeah. So really this part of my life right now is just dedicated to teaching children about wellness. I feel like, you know, for me personally, I came to this in my late 20s, but often people will come to wellness and start to really learn about the importance of nutrition and sleep and movement, all these amazing pillars of health, you know, in their 20s, their 30s, their 40s. And we thought, why do we have to wait this long to learn this information? Let's teach this information to our kids at a really young age so that they can grow up with this, so that they can thrive, so that they're not normalizing a lot of these ailments that we feel that just really aren't normal. So yeah, I am um, wrote one book. Actually, we have a second book that's coming out in November, My Superhero Sleep, And um, just we're working on building this brand, building awareness. The ultimate goal really is to give back in a really meaningful way. So, right now, 25% of our profits go to low income families and to schools, but we hope to give back in a more way more meaningful way in the future as we grow.
0: I love that. Okay. So by the way,
1: how old is your son? So actually I have three kids, three. but my oldest, he turns eight in January. And then I have a daughter that's five and a little one that's a year and a half.
0: Oh my gosh,
1: I don't know how you found
0: time to get on this podcast,
1: but thank you. Oh my gosh, yeah.
0: (laughs) So I've had some potential clients send me messages, or, you know, they're inquiring about what we do, and also sometimes they jump on consults. And one lady told me, you know, I don't know if this is the right thing to do to read the labels and tell my kid, you know, this is clean food and this is not because it may create an eating disorder. Mm -hmm. And so what I did was I took three steps back and analyzed what she said. And I thought, how am I going to respond to this? Mm -hmm. So what I came up with was that, hey, look, if you don't take responsibility and teach your child about, you know, what clean foods can do to your body and what not clean foods, which by the way, we're all addicted to. Mm-hmm. Due to your body thin, guess what? Society is going to teach her the wrong way. Yeah. No matter what society teaches us, it's about calories, it's about carbs, it's about exercising more and eating better. And this medication can help you. And so mm-hmm. it sounds to me, which I'd love to get into, that this kind of idea of superhero foods and educating children spawned from you. Kind of being the CEO of your own health and going through certain issues on your own. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, that is correct. And you know, to back up, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I feel like reading labels, reading ingredients, it should be taught to our kids in school. It's that important. Our body was meant to be nourished with real food. And mm-hmm. it just blows my mind how non-real food is seems to be the majority of what we're eating nowadays because it's in all these ultra processed foods.
0: Yeah, it's totally normalized and we're blindsided. We don't even see it happening. So I know we talked about real quick that you went to nutrition school. Did they teach you about reading labels in nutrition school? Was that important? No, no. Interesting.
1: Yeah, I didn't learn about that. I did learn. So I got halfway through the program. It was a master's program. I started my career working at Pfizer. So maybe we can dive into that. But oh, yeah, you know, uh, about 10 years into Pfizer is where things really started to change for me. And what did it for me was starting a yoga practice. It really made me tune into my body and just realize how what I put in my body or what I did not put in my body made such a huge difference. Mm -hmm. And so that just sparked this incredible self-healing journey. It sparked so much passion inside of me. So I found a great program. Lucky for me, I'm here in Ann Arbor. There's a great school right down the road. They have a great master's program and I found the dietetics program, but I only got halfway through because halfway through to your point, I wasn't the stuff I was learning didn't align with what I knew to be true and what I was experiencing firsthand. So we didn't learn how to read labels. I think for me, the point when I decided it just wasn't a good fit anymore was when we were putting together meals for hospital patients and we were focusing more on the macros versus the food itself. And so the quality, yes. Thank you. The quality and chocolate milk and French fries. And that was the point where I'm like, I've read so many books and I feel like I could get a lot more information from functional medicine, functional nutritionists, people like Mark Hyman and Kate Shanahan, Dr. Robert, Robert Lustig. And so that's when I stopped that and just continued to dive into those books instead and just really teach myself. Wow.
0: So I feel like that was a big wake up moment for you. And there's a lot of people who are going through the the dietetics programs and becoming dietitians and nutritionists. And by all means, I mean, they are helping people in some way, but they're not learning the best way for sure. And so I think that's grand of you to step away from something that could have been, you know, a great trajectory as far as a career for you. And here you are sharing information that really, really is powerful and also that is going against the grain. So kudos to you. Thanks, Jen. But tell me so you were starting yoga you dropped out of the dietetics program. What were you struggling with for years? Was it bloating, acne, not feeling good at all? Can you talk about that?
1: Yeah. I feel like it's all these symptoms, these ailments that we just normalize. So I was in my early 20s and I would eat a meal. Sometimes I would digest it nicely. Other times I would feel just like gassy and bloated. I would constantly be thinking about my weight, because it would just fluctuate so much. And I felt like I needed to do certain things to fit into certain genes, I would get the occasional once or two times headache a week, and just feeling low energy, the brain fog, all these things that I think so many people are experiencing. And they just, you know, they just now accept it as normal. But the reality is, is these things aren't normal. Our body should not be experiencing these things, especially on a consistent basis. No. Do
0: you know, I sent out this one email. Mm -hmm. I'll never forget it. It was many months ago, maybe earlier this year. And it said the recipient's name was in the subject line. So it would have said, Haley. And then you open it and it just said, Haley, please tell me, how do you feel? I'm getting ready to put a cohort Mm -hmm. together for my clean eating academy and let me know how you're feeling. And I kid you not, I got thousands of responses. Normally we get a lot, but this was tenfold. I mean, so many, but here's the thing. My team and I got together and we noticed all of them are common symptoms. They're all very similar. And It's mostly, I'd say 99% of my clients are um, women. And I looked at it and it made me frustrated because I know we all go out to eat. We all get takeout food. We all go to the grocery. We're eating from, there's, you know, a handful or 10 big companies that really, Saturate the entire market. So it doesn't matter if you're eating gluten free bread over here and you're eating sugar free yogurt, odds are you're eating the same chemicals, sure. additives, preservatives, fillers, mm-hmm. inflammatory oils, you know? And so when I saw this response, I just said, you know what? The mm-hmm. food industry is criminal. Somebody needs to hold these people responsible because. Here are all these people, just like you say, and I'm in my 20s, I'm experiencing all these things. Same story as me. I was in my 20s going, why am I going to see an asthma doctor? Why am I, you know, getting reflux? Why am I, why can't I lose weight? Why am I tired all day? And so for anybody listening, I just want you to know that if you do feel like Everything is against you. You feel at rock bottom. There are listening to these stories of how people are creating, like you, a superhero foods book and others are creating products and I'm trying to create awareness. It's all stemmed from
1: mm-hmm. we once were there too. So I'm curious, what did you do at Pfizer? So I was in sales at Pfizer. I started out 21, going out, meeting with physicians and convincing them to give their patients Lipitor- further high cholesterol, which we could talk about that for hours as to why that's in most cases awful. Viagra and also um, Zithromax, so an antibiotic. Wow. So I was in sales and I was selling these drugs. I was drinking the Kool-Aid for many years. I believed these ailments were normal and that we could just, what we were supposed to do is just take a pill for it and we would be fine. I learned so much in that job and there was, there was some good that came from it in the sense that the training was so intense. It was like six months. I mean, you were going to go out and you were going to speak to physicians. So you had to be somewhat at their level to talk about the body systems and the or the pharmacology of, of these pills and stuff. So the training was intense. I learned so much, but I also learned towards the end of my career there Is that taking a pill is not the way forward, Mm -hmm. and oftentimes you know taking a pill could do more harm than good to other parts of your body. So um, I'll be grateful for that journey there at Pfizer, but I'm glad I'm not working for them anymore because I just you know I can't get behind. While they do have some life-saving drugs, yeah, absolutely. The majority of these pills, if we just change our behavior, but you know do some behavior modification, clean up our diet move, sleep better, we wouldn't need to be on these drugs.
0: Mm-hmm. There's a lot of little things we can tune to help the overall situation as opposed to keep irritating the system and just sure. you know covering it up with a pill. Was there incentives for them to get these medications or order them or give them out? Why would they choose to get your medication versus another pharmaceutical rep coming in?
1: Sure. So we were trained on the data. So we just, you know, we would do these studies and then we would share the data and some would be head to head versus another drug. And so that would really be, I mean, I know, what was that movie where it was like, Anne Hathaway, I think, was in it. Love and other I can't remember the movie, but they portrayed drug reps in such a You're asking the wrong person. I am so bad at movies and I fall asleep during the mall. <laughs> That's me nowadays, too. But, anyways, um, so what are the incentives? So there were back way, way back in the day before I came in, crazy stuff going on. So, you know, you take physicians on trips, and I heard this one crazy story about how you would meet the physician at like five o'clock, you'd go to a gas station, and you would be at the gas station, they'd come by, you'd fill up their tank. And then while you're like giving them gas, you would give your spiel to them. So there was crazy, what? crazy things like that. I know happening when I came in, it was all pretty regular. Yeah. I mean, besides like the lunch meeting where you'd go in, you'd bring a lunch and then you would talk specifically about your, your product and the data. It was quite legit in my time around the, when I was working for Pfizer.
0: For sure. I had a girl, um, beautiful, love her so much. If she's listening, she's gonna be like, Oh my god, Jen said my name. But she her name is Hannah, and Hannah is a pharmaceutical rep for mm-hmm. diabetes medication. And so she calls herself yeah. a glorified caterer because she says that's all she does is goes to doctors' places and deliver them, you know, cookies and sandwiches and lunch, whatever. And so you gotta keep goodwill so they keep writing your script so you get paid, whatnot. Mm -hmm. Anyway, she did our program and she took a step back and said, holy crap, I am sitting here selling this medication now. I I haven't been told otherwise, but she saw how Mm -hmm. powerful it is to eat clean. So whenever they had team meetings or she would go in the doctor's office, she started to try to actually like save people and help them. Hey, I know you're in this office to get your diabetic medication, but I got to tell you, like go follow, wake up and read the labels, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, she had a quarterly like analysis of her work and they wrote, they gave her like all good scores. But then at the bottom for any notes, they said the feedback was, please stop talking about clean eating and keep talking about the medication that you're giving out. And we I actually hired her on as a sales rep because she was just like a cheerleader for it. But anyway, okay, so let's talk about your book, Your Superhero Foods. And I have some questions. I guess you said your real objective of this is to get your message out, right? Yeah. And that starts with a child.
1: Yeah. So um, it kind of was very organic in how it came about. So Tark and I, we've been married for three years now. I should have mentioned at the beginning, I also have three stepchildren that are wonderful as well. You're so busy. Yes, yes. but so, Tark and I, um what I love about him, he's a physician. He's a surgeon. He's a urologist, but he's also trained in functional medicine. So right away, we had that that sort of common ground in that I like how he practices, and he tries to talk to his patients about, just the changes that they can make to their lifestyle and their diet before giving them any sort of medicine. Yeah. He's very anti-antibiotics. And anyway, so we clicked. I love that. It's really great and fairly unique too, especially for his field. Yeah. But he, what he noticed is when we first met, I had two kids from a previous marriage, just like they're, they're different. They eat differently. How are your kids asking for like salmon and broccoli and they're munching on arugula and they're walking by and just picking onions as you're cutting them and just eating them. That's different. What are you doing differently? And I just explained to him that from a really early age, I thought it was super important for, I guess the first thing is for kids... To see where our food comes from, to like go to the farms and see the chickens that we get our eggs from, to go to the cow, to see, you know, our, the raw milk that's being milked, to go to the grocery store, to touch the produce and to see food before it actually comes together. Like food shouldn't always come from a package. I don't think it should ever come from a mm-hmm. package, but I think as much as we can expose children to that, the better. So I've done that since they were young and then getting them in the kitchen and they cook with me, you know, they've got their little knives and they're chopping up veggies and they're mixing and, you know, now they can make their own meals, which is amazing. And then the last thing that I did is just really teach them the powers of food. So, you know, for example, if my son's going out, he loved playing tag for so long. He's like, mama, I got to get faster. What foods are going to make me faster? And so, you know, it'd be like, well, your grass fed meat, it's going to yeah. build your muscle. It's going to give you those B vitamins. It's going to give you energy. And then you should probably add some avocados on because we good monounsaturated fat. And, and so they just learned that there's, Powers that come from eating real food. And so I don't think I realized, I just kind of did it intuitively based on what I learned in my journey. And I didn't really think anything of it until he's like, that's pretty awesome. You know, not a lot of people are doing that. And so then that's kind of where the idea kind of stemmed from is like, how do we teach other kids this information? And we thought it would be best. We both love, we love reading. The kids love reading, they love books. And so through a story, and so the characters are actually my two oldest kids. We gave them alias names. Cute. Um, but it's them as they go through the day and they just get exposed to superhero foods and talk about the powers that it gives them. And we just hope, you know, that maybe that could be a way that these kids can learn about these foods that oftentimes they're not learning about. Yes, Exactly. Being
0: exposed to it and just having the conversation, getting the reps in, all that stuff. I have to say, I loved it so much. My heart melted when I was reading it because I thought, oh my gosh, nobody, this is exactly what I preach, all of this stuff. And nobody is writing about this in simple format, essentially. So do you notice a difference in your kids when they eat superhero foods versus other foods? And also let's talk about how do you decide which foods are superhero foods? I call them clean. Yeah. You call them superhero. So we're on track.
1: Yeah. I think we can also call them like just nutrient dense, one ingredient foods,
0: right? Yeah. Or let's call them real foods. Like it's the way food should be. And if it's
1: not, then we should call that food poison. Yes. hundred percent agreed. Yeah. So do I notice a difference? Yes. So I'm divorced. Yeah. And that was hands down the hardest, the hardest part of the divorce is knowing that what was important to me and giving our kids wasn't necessarily important to their dad. So the foods that they're exposed to over here, not always is happening at their dad's house. And oh my God, I mean, I could just sit and like cry every day if I really think about it, but I can't. And so I think that's the message though to parents is that it's not always going to be perfect. You know, I often get parents that write in and they're like, oh my God, my kids are getting served this and this and this at school. What do I do? Well, you don't freak out because it's good for them to get exposed. And through that learning can happen because they understand. I just ask them to tune in. You know, when you eat this type of food, how does your body feel? When you eat this type of food, how do you feel? Right, And so oftentimes times that first like day to day and a half that the kids come back over to our house from their dads you call it a dad hangover oh my god yes it's a
0: real thing and it's oh yeah you can relate oh yeah we have grandma hangover because they go eat french toast they eat like Mm -hmm. circle k milk they're eating the worst cereal ever and they come home with food colors in it yes and they are just like freaking chaos and mm-hmm. I just say, you know, you need to go take a nap. This is the food, the food, the food. Yep. But I'm in agreement with you. In fact... I get this question all the time. A lot of people, it's an objection. Mm -hmm. A lot of women, why they won't start eating clean. And they say, oh, well, we go to sporting events and there's not clean food. Or we go to birthday parties. We go to grandma's. Mm -hmm. My spouse, we're divorced and they don't eat clean. And I say, well, you know what? It's all about exposure, number one. Mm -hmm. But number two is how much clean or superhero foods can you get into their day? If you're giving them 20% of their week clean, then that's 20% better than you were doing. Or... You know what I mean? They're going to get old enough. That counts. Yes. That makes a difference. 100%. I love it.
1: Yeah. And so how do we determine a superhero food? I mean, you've read the book. So we have, um, you know, we have some in there. I think superhero foods in general are just nutrient dense foods. They're one ingredient. They're real. They're whole foods. They come from nature and they give us power. They give us real power. So I think there's a lot more that are outside of the book. But I think... Yeah, just the way I look at it to your point earlier is just every opportunity that we eat, every time we sit down to eat, we have a real opportunity to either nourish our body with these superhero foods or eat something else that's going to just take away that opportunity and put, you know, full chemicals and artificial ingredients into our body.
0: Yeah. So let's talk about sugar because I know sugar is very difficult for a lot of people, right? What are some guidelines on the amount of sugar that's say safe for the child or which sugars should they be introducing that you think?
1: Yeah, I think this is a question that we get asked a lot too. I think it's nuanced and I've tried, I've experimented with lots of different things. So what works for our family? So the majority of our day we eat real nutrient dense foods. So when you look at the guidelines, I love sugar proofs guidelines, but then you look at the AHA and they recommend like 25 grams of sugar per day, per kid. I like that it's more specific when you get into, you know, some of these other little outlets. I don't think we're ever hitting that amount, but I am mindful of that amount, but we approach sugar looking at the quality of the sugar and then also the Mm -hmm. quantity. So we put out some data, just kind of share, like ranking the sugars that we like, obviously when we can use like whole fruit, right? That's the best, but then things like honey and maple syrup, we'll bake with that often. I don't have a problem with coconut sugar. And frankly, I don't have a problem with just like good old cane sugar from time to time either. We, we use that quite a bit when we bake, I think what we do control is we're not going out and we're not buying packaged goods that are treats. We just bake it at home. And we make dessert like fun. We bake together, we sit down, we enjoy it with like a glass of raw milk to kind of, you know, stabilize that sugar by adding like healthy fat and clean protein to it. We love desserts in our house. We often bake. Some of the best memories I have growing up is baking chocolate chip cookies with my dad on Friday night. Yeah. And I feel fine with that because that's really the only sugar they're getting. When, they're, when you're eating like a hearty breakfast and a lunch and you're not adding in all this processed food, you're really not getting mm-hmm. a ton of added sugar mm-hmm. until you bake. That's how we kind of approach it. We enjoy it, yeah. but we usually bake it ourselves. Absolutely. Okay. And then what is the number one
0: misconception in food or healthy eating? I think you hit on it. I mean, people
1: who are counting calories, yeah. why are we counting calories? Right. I see that so often. I didn't realize, I mean, I thought we were all kind of moving away from counting calories, but Mm-mm. I'm living in my bubble here. That, yep. the calorie counting and The beautiful thing is that when you move away from that and you just focus on like intuitive eating, listen to what your body wants, what it needs, make sure you're eating a balanced meal, getting in your healthy fats and lots of clean protein. And the reality is you never have to ever like step on a scale or count calories ever again in your whole entire life. Like don't even flip it around. Look at the ingredients. Don't look at the calories in the food. Yeah.
0: It's a game changer. I I think it's Weight watchers, they're sitting there. People are putting in their, their. What is it? The points in their app. The points. Yes. And I look at, first of all, Weight Watchers is a billion dollar industry. They're literally doing still today a billion dollars in sales or revenue every single year. And it's like, come on. Haven't we realized like diets don't work? They're not sustainable. But if you look at their recipes, they're calling for canola oil. They're calling for, you know, mm-hmm. the terrible flowers in the pasta. They're calling for soy sauce. And it's like, listen, sure. why don't you focus on ingredients? Focus on the chemicals focus on the inflammatory results from these ingredients more than the calories. Sure. And I like how you say when you eat nutrient-dense food, your body will self-regulate. Mm-hmm. And it's so true. Mm-hmm. It's the way to get yourself out. So with that being said, Haley, what do you feel like your wake-up moment is in life, personally
1: or um, professionally? What is my wake-up moment? So I believe my wake up moment came to me back when I started with Pfizer, when I was 21 years old. And that's when it like started to kind of like percolate a little bit. And then a couple years later is when I could really like solidify that wake up moment. And that's despite their best intentions, medical professionals are often wrong. And I say that number one with a husband that's a doctor and I run this him. I'm like, am I crazy? And he's like, no, no, this is the truth. Number two, I say this not to say that I know more, but say it to really challenge people to wake up, question. Like don't assume that this ailment needs to just, you need to go to the doctor, take a pill, and then forget about it. Mm -hmm. Because you're gonna stay on that same trajectory. You You may feel better for a little bit, but that pill isn't what your body needs. So I'd say, again, despite their best efforts, Medical professional community is often wrong, and we need to question. We need to question more. We need to listen to our gut. If something doesn't like feel right, if they're getting frustrated by our questions, we need to go somewhere else. And we need to just really take ownership ourselves to like really start to dive deeper and peel back the layers because. I think in doing so that's where the real magic happens. I mean you hear from everybody, my story, your story. It's like once you really start to understand how all these things that are happening to our body that are not great are affected by our what we put in our body, our movement, our sleep, and you can start to change that. I mean, game over. It's such a life-changing moment. So ask questions, do your homework don't just take a pill and accept that that's okay.
0: Yep. Yeah, it's a formula. And I say, you got to go. It was like, I compare it to my kids who have math homework and they come home and it always says, show your work. Right. And they get mm-hmm. so frustrated. Like, mom, I hate showing my work. I hate that I have to write out the sentences and show the work. I just want to write the answer. And I said, they're getting you to show the work so that it you know, forms a habit and you understand how to get the answer each time. They want to make sure you're going through the steps. Mm -hmm. And I feel as though when someone is on a self-healing journey and trying to figure out how their body works, you do have to do a little more work in the beginning. And you do have to do some trial and errors and you have to show your work. But once you figure it out and you always get that answer, I mean, it's gonna be perfect. It's gonna be so much better from there on out. So, Haley, I appreciate you taking the time to um, talk to us. And I know that we're gonna link the My Superhero Foods book below. You can also follow them on Instagram
1: at My Superhero Foods. Anywhere else, Haley? follow us on Instagram. That's where, you know, we are probably the most active. Check out our, our website. We have, um, www.mysuperherofoods.com. And then we also have like this, wellness program that we put together, My Superhero You 2022. And that's been a really fun journey. Oftentimes we get asked the question, you know, what's one change that I can make that will have this big impact? And so what we do is each month we make small changes so that by the end of the year, we're our best self. And you can jump on at any point, follow along. This month, we're talking all about glyphosate. So check that out as well. That one's hashtag superhero you 2022.
0: I love it. Okay. Well, Haley, thanks so much and keep on spreading that message because it all starts with the youth. So I appreciate it so much. Okay. Thanks so much for having me on Jen. It's been great talking to you. Of course. See you Haley. Bye-bye. See you later. for listening to this episode of wake up and read the labels if you like this episode guess what we want you to share it we'd love that share it with a friend and leave us a review you can subscribe in apple Podcasts, spotify or really wherever you're listening to your podcast for more information visit us at wakeupandreadthelabels.com